It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Hello, come on in. Welcome to the party. Pour yourself a glass of fizz. The beige buffet is just over there in the corner. You can help yourself. The cake will be coming later. Thank you for coming. Welcome to the table. Welcome to Table Conversation with me. I am Craig Story. I hope you didn't find that intro music a little bit creepy, but that was the birthday song. Um, so how are you doing? I hope all is well. Uh, well, here, like I said, it is a bit celebratory. Um, table Conversation is one this week. It's been a whole year since we gathered at the table for the first time. Where has that year gone? I just can't believe it's been a year. Um, But here we are, a year down the line. I started out not sure how long we would go for and how long we'd keep meeting back up here, or whether we would still be here now a year on. It was kind of something that I wanted to do for a while, started up during one of the many lockdowns of the last year, and here we are, still going strong. So again, thank you for being here with me. Kept going for six months at the very start, six months worth of episodes, and then there was a four-month break during the summer period just to refresh, and here we are midway through season two. It has been really lovely being in this space and creating this space, really, that's a safe space for often difficult conversations, sometimes and a lot of the times some fun around that and some fun conversations too. With that in mind, I would also like to say a huge thank you to those that have joined me, especially those that have shared such personal stories and they've allowed themselves to be vulnerable in the hope of helping others going through similar things or just sharing their story and being here and hearing like human stories. Like I said, in the very first episode of this season, it is how we connect with each other, isn't it, through those stories and Table Conversation does feel like a community of people really and it's a community that goes around the world so wherever you listen in the world you're very welcome at the table it's lovely to have you here and of course to you the majority of people listening here in the UK which is about three quarters of listeners are here in the UK um, but America, um, Australia, France, Sweden, Ireland, Bangladesh, New Zealand. In fact, Bahamas. Uh, There can't be that many podcasts in the Bahamas, but hello if you're listening there because Table Conversation actually reached the Apple podcast chart in the Bahamas. So, and you might not think that's much of an achievement, but when you think about how many hundreds of thousands of podcasts are out there to actually make it into the top 100 on Apple podcasts, I was really chuffed with that. So, thank you to the people of the Bahamas for listening. As I just said before, when I first started sitting here recording, being around the table, having these conversations, I wasn't really sure what impact it would have. And then I get little snippets every now and again. And just this week, I had one that my friend Sarah passed on to me. And it really touches me when people just share that little bit of feedback and let me know like things that they have done on the back of table conversation and things that they have implemented into their lives or little bits of advice they've taken or just the fact that they feel calm while while you're listening I really do appreciate every little message that you send or any comment that you pass through anyone else that gets to me honestly it is a real privilege that you take me with you and allow me to be part of your week so thank you sometimes like I said I get emotional when I hear those snippets because it really does mean a lot to me 
I always like to hear where I am with you as well. I've heard cleaning, kitchen cleaning, running, sleeping, helping to get to bed. I'm never sure whether that is a compliment or not, but I'm told it's because it's quite a calming podcast and I've got a calming voice apparently. So um, yeah, so if I if I do help you get to sleep, then I won't, won't keep you for too long today. Oh, and another one that I heard, Katie. Hello, Katie. You told me that you do your ironing with the family around on a Friday while you're listening. So thank you. I hope the ironing's going all right and there's not too many shirts to iron today while you're listening. It is really humbling and I do whatever, at some level, I feel a, a massive sense of achievement to be here a year down the line when I wasn't sure how long it would go for and whether anyone would actually download and listen to the podcast so I hope there's many more years to come at the table. It'll be get, hopefully it'll get like one of those old worn rickety tables that you have to put a beer mat underneath to keep steady because it's it's the table will be able to tell its own story one day. And like I said, I really do hope that you've taken bits, bits of stories, advice, and use some of those bits in your daily life that we do talk about. All in all, to tip the world towards love, one conversation at a time, and just to make your life a bit easier and make the world a happier place where we can, doing our little bit. And being here has enriched my life. And um, although I'm always sat here talking, asking questions and having those conversations, table conversation is given to me and I'm learning all the time while I do this. And I have those chats with people. And sometimes I do a bit of research about topics I want to talk about. So I'm always learning too. But table conversation gave me a massive gift. And it was in terms of my own self-confidence. And so this week, that's what I thought I'd talk about our own self-confidence and building that where we might not feel as confident. So let's chat about that this week on Table Conversations' first birthday. Confidence is a big one for a lot of us, isn't it? And sometimes we don't always feel self-confident. And I think that I, well, I know that I lost some of my self-confidence as the, the years went on because I sent off some VHS tapes to have them converted into like digital because I thought these tapes are just going to get destroyed. And they were, some of them were audition tapes when I was younger and I used to just throw myself into loads of situations where I'd just turn up and um, go for an audition, talking to, talking to camera and I've got them actually. Maybe I should share a few clips on social media because when I look back at them, I'm like a different person. I know it was 20 years ago, but I think I was so much more confident then. I just used to just do it. And and then before, it's kind of like we add all these things on a bit like a bookaroo horse that strip away our self-confidence. And everyone wants to be confident, don't they? It's something we spot in others quite easily. We just see someone as being confident. But when it comes to bringing our own confidence to the surface it can feel like a bit of an impossible task especially if we've had a lot of weight carrying with us that's sort of stripped away some of that confidence being here on table conversation and having this space has proven to me really that there are ways that we can develop our confidence and I think we have to just prod and poke at it a little bit rather than just accepting that that's just me I'm not very confident or that's just how I work. It's about sort of having a play around with it. Like many things we do here on the podcast, having a poke at our things and sort of a bit of self-discovery and finding out why we feel like that. And we it's in our own hands. We can change it. It's not something that's um, there forever. We can actually increase our confidence. And confidence really is a trust in our skills, our choices and our values. And it comes from within us so it's something we can work on 
And it's like, a, I guess it's kind of like an inner knowing, isn't it? And we all have confident moments or have had confident moments in the past where we we stand up or we, we stand up to someone or we go out on a, an afternoon out and we feel really confident in who we are. So it's it's that inner knowing of where our strengths are and, and feeling positive about ourselves. I've got a quote here from psychotherapist Ramea Shanmugavelayatham and sums it up quite nicely actually. Self-confidence comes from the information and ideas we take in through the world that support a positive perspective about ourselves. She goes on to say that often we enter into the world with an abundance of self-confidence, which kind of growing up until you get to maybe your teenage years, you do, don't you? But consider the young child who feels confident taking risks like jumping off the swings or dancing without a care in front of a crowd. When a young child is affirmed and encouraged, they strengthen their sense of self and they also begin to hold schemes in their minds that confirm they are worthy, valuable, beautiful and intelligent. So we do have it when we're younger, don't we? We were born into the world with this confidence about who we are, but the world around us tends to strip it back away from us. Or maybe it's just situations we get ourselves into. And I know certainly for myself, maybe rejection in relationships, not confidence. That was a, a big one for me. Uh, as as years, <laughs> the years have gone by, then you start to believe those things about yourself and it, it strips some of it away. So, like I said, many of us have that strong sense of confidence as a child. Not every child does, but life does throw those curveballs at us and they start to it start they start to or can diminish our self-confidence. And low confidence can be such a struggle, can't it? It can be feel like you're unable to handle other people's criticisms. It makes you really irrational when other people criticize you. And in some ways you end up distrusting yourself. The great thing is I've learned for myself and Every textbook or every kind of self-help book will tell you that there is a chance to build towards your own self-confidence again to do that work. And you can make up for exactly what you've lost if you have lost it. You can build that confidence over time through some smaller changes and some larger moments and you'll get to that point of more self-trust. Important to point out, which is one of the things that I read that Um, introverted doesn't equate to a lack of self-confidence and people who are introverts often often may seem like they're not very self-confident but it's just the fact that um, it's a personality trait and it's someone who prefers to turn inward to their internal world for reflection and insight so being shy or introverted doesn't equate to to lack of self-confidence it's two different things what caused your low confidence if you are feeling low in confidence? Like I said, there are things we can do to build self-confidence, but there are those things that can erode it too. So the way we're seen around by people around us, in addition to maybe some difficulties in childhood, in our teenage years, or even in our adulthood can all lead to lower self-confidence. I've heard stories from people that they were really confident then they ended up changing jobs ended up having a new boss that the way of working and communicating didn't work for them uh, and ended up destroying their confidence they didn't feel worthy enough to do that job that they'd applied for and got so there's loads of different reasons why we that our self-confidence can be eroded sometimes it can be that you're a caregiver and you have to care for others when you're growing up and the person you're caring for is overcritical or um, reprimand you at every corner. It could be that you feel rejected 
by your peer group when you're at school or rejected by in relationships like I just mentioned myself it could be difficulties transferring yourself into adulthood when you think about growing up and taking on responsibilities of adulting as we call it and that can destroy confidence there's also all of those advertisements which you talked about before and tv shows that represent all the data from the world that shows us what an ideal person should look and be like and that can affect all of our confidence isn't it and it could be an illness as well you know I I do have Crohn's disease and it doesn't necessarily affect my confidence day in day out Um, but there might be situations where I don't feel as confident because of uh, like an outside factor that's why it's not actually the Crohn's disease and going to the toilet that's can be the problem it could be something just I don't know that that day I'm really tired because I've been to the toilet loads that day. So I don't feel that great about myself and I'm already starting off at a lower ebb. So it could be an illness for you. Um, There's more coming up on Crohn's in a couple of weeks, actually. I'm doing an episode about that. So listen out for that one. But so there are all those different levels. And we can also, like I just said, varying confidence levels day by day. And in different situations, we might feel very confident in one area of our lives. Like we might feel really confident in our work life, but we might feel less confident when it comes to our relationships and finding someone or dating. So it's variable, our confidence. And yeah, it's quite complex, isn't it? And that's good news, isn't it? Because if it's not fixed and it's flexible, it means we're totally in charge of making it happen and we can do something about it. Now, not everyone will want to start a podcast. Please don't be my competition. No, I'm joking. If it's a good idea to do, if you want a, a creative outlet or you want to do something creative. But there are some other ideas about building confidence, which I've, I've gathered up and I'm going to share with you today. So first off, we need to work out where the lack of confidence comes from. Where does it actually come from? What's the root cause for your low self-confidence? If you can find out what's making you feel like that, then you can start it at the very root. So a good place to start with this is like self-reflection and having a, a dig or a nudge or a poke at yourself. Not literally, I mean, just taking some time to actually reflect on why your confidence is lower in certain situations or is at a lower point for this time. You could do it by sitting and contemplating or a good way of doing it is just putting a pencil or a pen in your hand, having a notebook and journaling every day um, how you're feeling at that moment and reading back over and seeing where you're at. You could do that for a week and record any kind of thoughts that you have when you're feeling low confidence or at situations record down those situations and you don't even have to write it down you could do it on your phone notes or your messaging or whatever you use on your phone to record bits of information or your voice notes I'm a talker so I sometimes record voice notes uh, about how I'm feeling what's going on and for each thought or for each situation that you you feel less confident in say ask the question who said what at that point who told you that and then decide if you want to let that voice have the authority over your thoughts in in this stage of your life. You can then have a think about your response to those voices when they're written down and you're reflecting on them outside of that moment and the reality of what's being said to you by someone else or your own voice. It's much easier to, to look at it from a distance and not being in that moment. And then you can jot down, make a decision whether you 
or just in your mind, whether you want to make a different kind of action and not listen to that voice. Is it true? Is what that person is saying to me true? Is what I'm telling myself actually true? And before you get to that stage, really, or after you got to that stage, you want to understand what self-confidence actually feels like for you, because it's very different for each of us. How does it feel when you're confident in your body? And how will you know when you've reached a satisfactory level of self-confidence? Think of a time when you felt really confident and what was it about you in that time that made you feel like that? Perhaps the, the what confidence looks like for you is speaking up at work and joining in in online meetings or joining in in physical meetings or you might finally put on that outfit that you've always wanted to or you've always dreamed and thought, no, I just won't look very good in that. Or will it mean introducing yourself to someone that you fancy when you're walking down the street or when you're in the supermarket? And like I said, it's different person to person. So it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. It's how you feel and having a measure of what your personal confidence is. Now, one word I want you to really listen out when you talk to yourself or someone else talks to you is the word should. And so if you constantly hear people say you should or you say to yourself, I should, like I should be married by the time I'm 30, I should have a house by next year, I should have my life together by now, or I should pick up the phone to so-and-so because I haven't spoken to them for a couple of weeks, I should go out there and do the grocery shopping. Take a step back and also reflect on that word should. Where is this should coming from? And many of these shoulds of life come from cultural or our family's expectations of us. And it's always helpful to ask yourself when you hear the word should, is this truly what I want to do right now? Is this truly what my life is about and what I want for myself? So you can reclaim your life at any point. It doesn't have to live up to someone else's should or your own shoulds that you think the world wants you to do or the people around you want you to do. So that can make a difference to how you feel about yourself because you're taking control and you'll become more confident in your decision making when actually you say, well, do you know what? It doesn't matter. Do you know what? I don't want to ever be married. So I don't want to ever have children. There's so many expectations that are put on us by society and family almost as well because if our families have grown up and it's we everybody wants everyone else to be the same don't they so if your parents are married they stay married forever they had the first child at 30 then the second at 32 whatever it was that expectation can be put upon you that isn't really what you want for your life so that's just one example but it's a word we hear quite often and it's one that I tell myself and I have to stop myself in my tracks if I should get up now. Yeah, sometimes I have to get up out of bed, but or I should do a bit more work. I should do two more hours work tonight. No question. Is that what I actually want to do in this moment? Reclaim more of our lives. That helps with building confidence, like I said, in our decision making and taking ownership of our lives. Most of us don't like experiencing a ton of change all in one hit. It's it's human nature, isn't it? We're not that good with change. So a very key, important point when it comes to any kind of self-improvement is starting small. So make small promises to yourself and then follow them through. So really small things. So it could be that a workout in the gym every morning might be unrealistic for you. So just I'll do a a small stretch when I get out of bed. Um, If you're not a morning person, don't commit to waking up at 6am every day. 
to do some morning rituals or morning meditations, try doing it in the evenings. Work out what works for you, but do it in a small step. Again, meditation, I like a preacher. Um, there are loads of guided meditations out there to help build confidence and just some positive, what we call affirmations, where it's someone saying sentences, things like, I am enough as I am. I am perfect in every way. And just hearing somebody say that in your, your ear on your headphones and then you repeating it out loud or some people actually, I know someone, one of my friends, she uses affirmations looking at herself in the mirror. Um, she has post-it notes around her mirror where she's brushing her teeth and she just reads them out and processes them in the head. And that's a really good way to start the conversation in the day while you're brushing your teeth. It doesn't have to be again in the morning. It could be in the evening before you go to bed, but just to start a more com positive conversation with yourself. Now, I just mentioned one word that I think we should remove more, which I think we should. And I'm telling you, yeah, I think we should remove that. And I'm allowed to say should at the moment. But one word we should add to our vocabulary is yet when we're not quite there with something yet. And this is something I spoke about with Andrew last week on the podcast. Um, it's about a growth mindset, really. So it's taking ourselves beyond where we're at right now with our skills, our knowledge, and just keeping the possibility of improvement open. So if we say, oh, I'm not confident, I'm not confident, but we could just add the word yet to it. So I'm not confident yet, which means we're growing, we're getting towards there. So it adds momentum to the, the process of us becoming more confident. Something else we talked about last week was um, know that we'll fail because that's part of human life. And most people don't talk about failures. They want to talk about what they've achieved. So we, we all need to start talking and hearing about other people's accounts of failure because it is part of human life. We all put our hands up if we were honest with ourselves and that failure happens and it's part of the process of living and just accepting that will help us to, to live more fully. Have you ever heard you're your own worst critic as a saying? Has anyone ever said that to you? Well, stand up to that inner critic because sometimes we all hesitate. We don't trust ourselves because we've received crit critical feedback from people in, in our lives, parents, teachers. Um, we've accepted those criticisms, our own beliefs over time, but it doesn't serve us who we are right now. So we need to stand up to those old criticisms and start talking to ourselves in a different kind of way. So when you hear your, yourself criticising, your own worst critic comes out, stop and think about, are those my words? Were they, are they words that I've heard in the past from someone else? It's about rewording and rewriting those old stories in our heads about how how worthy we are. So we need to identify those limiting beliefs, those beliefs that are old, they're no longer good for us. And that voice in our head tells us we're not good enough. And it's not it's not who our authentic voice. It's not who we are. And it's the voices of those that may have criticized in the past or an experience we've had in the past. So when we start talking back to that inner critic and question it enough, then we we lose touch with that voice and we, we get to know the more confident voice again. Remember, emotions have a cycle. They're a beginning, middle and an end. They sometimes feel really intense in the moment, don't they? Some emotions when they're strong, but they are only temporary. And they're like we said last week or Andrew explained to us that they're physiological responses to things that are happening in our environment as an example your wi-fi goes out just before you're about to start a work presentation you're going to experience stress at that point 
if you get a surprise present from your sister, you're going to be feeling overcome with joy. If you get a text from your ex or you see a photo of your ex on Facebook or Instagram, or whatever, you'll feel a sharp bit of sadness. But remember, they don't those emotions don't last forever. And they're all just bits of data, really, that help us to form our next action and what our next step should be. Just stop looking at your exes on Facebook and Instagram. In terms of confidence, any emotion like anxiety, stress or fear that can hold you back in terms of taking action are just temporary. They're not going to be there forever. And if it is a moment where you are feeling anxious or you're feeling stressful, then take a break and you don't have to keep working forwards at that point. Allow that emotion to pass through first. I've got another saying for you there. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Another area we can focus on is the areas that we can control. So a lot of the times we pin our self-confidence, our self-worth on things we actually have no control over. For example, what other people think, the outcome of a, a work project, how people react to us. But the thing is, we need to release that attachment because we have no control over it. Sometimes we can put ourselves out into the world and it's like we put a photo, for example, again on social media or put something on Facebook or Instagram. We put it out there in the hope that we get some kind of validation or some kind of joy from the amount of people that like it. But we have no control over that. But we can control how we feel about that picture. And we can control when we do things for work, how much passion we put into something and how much work we put into it. And we can remind ourselves all the time that that's that's what we've put into it. It doesn't really matter what the outcome is or what people think of it. It's what we've done for ourselves in it. And it's quite a grounding experience, actually, when we give ourselves the con- the aspect of just the things we can control. And it gives you more stability because you're in the driving seat. You're controlling the controller bills and you, you build confidence from that place of strength. Having good people around you is also a really contributing factor when it comes to building confidence and having everyone around the table with me helps me with my confidence. So having a, a good sense of community around you, it means that your environment's better. It also means a community of people that have got similar interests to you or hobbies or um, doing things together that you enjoy can make you feel good about yourself. So when you create an intentional environment um, to build in your confidence, then I, I think it's even more powerful. So you're sharing those experiences with a few close friends that are maybe on the same self-development path as you. And you can find all sorts out there that can support you with this. There's Facebook groups, there's podcast groups, coaches, books, all different things. And even book clubs and things like that where you can get together with like-minded people. Another thing when it comes to social media, we talk about this quite often on this podcast, but even taking a break from social media can help with your self-confidence. There was a, a study published in 2018 and it was from Europe's Journal of Psychology. It found actually that people who have lower self-esteem tend to gravitate toward building a false self on social media, which can then lead to an inaccurate sense of self and self-worth. So even taking a break from social media to reconnect with you, who you are as a person, can free you from all those comparisons as well and all those ideas of trying to impress others if that's what you're doing on on social media. 
Also, being compassionate with yourself and being nice to yourself, uh, even just having time out where you light a candle in a bath and or you say, I'm going to have that hour on the sofa with a book. To, I know it's not always easy when you've got busy family life, but being nice to yourself and showing yourself compassion helps you to experience some of those difficulties in life. So again, a, a compassion, confidence, closely linked. So when you're nice to yourself and you're being compassionate with yourself, you don't hold on to past mistakes or failures. Um, those things that do affect how confident we feel. So if we're kind to ourselves, we're more likely to be kind to others as well. It's not just how we feel by building our confidence that changes. It also it builds our resilience to try out new things. When you're feeling confident, you'll have a go at anything and you you'll take more risk to have have better lives. It also increases our performance levels, both at work, sports, personal projects. It can even help us accomplish tasks better. And I, I know that from the podcast. When you, when I feel good and I'm in that confident place, then I can get things done a lot quicker. And I, I feel uh, that sense of accomplishment. And in fact, studies have shown that confidence has even been proven to be a higher predictor of performance than competence. So it's better to be confident than competent, they say. So again, when we don't believe in ourselves, we we tend to take actions that create the exact outcome that we're fearing because we we go down that route, don't we? And the universe delivers and it, it proves to us that, yeah, you're not worthy. Here's some more evidence of why you shouldn't be confident. So you've got to be careful about what you put out there. It's also good to stop, isn't it? And have a, a think about what are other people's motives versus our own desires? What do other people want for us and what do we actually want for ourselves? And that's a big question to ask, isn't it? And by having more confidence, we can make our own decisions according to our true selves and what we actually do want. I think when you're self-confident and you're confident in yourself, you do make decisions that are in line with what you truly want. And you listen less to that well-meaning advice around you telling you what you should do. And you start to actually do the things that you really want to do. And the bottom line of it is, while most of us are born with a healthy level of confidence, life does throw challenges at us that can derail that sense of confidence and we we lose it along the time. But remember, we can reclaim the self-confidence and it's worth every single effort for living a more full and fulfilling life. And there have been so many areas of creating this space on table conversation and a lot of the things I've just spoken about where it's part of this process of creating this. So I really do feel that table conversation has given me the birthday gift in improving my levels of self-confidence. And just like you, I do have some days where I don't feel as confident. It might be that I'm tired on that day. I'm no good when I'm tired in lots of ways. Or it might be, or no good yet when I'm tired. I'll add the yet in. Or it can be sometimes I just pick the wrong outfit for that day and I just don't feel that I look that great in that outfit and that affects how I interact with people when I'm out and about. So there are we all have stumbling blocks, but on the whole, in this last year of being here, my confidence has improved. And like I said, a lot of the things that I've spoken about today I have done and it's it's demonstrated to me that it is we can claim it back and i want you to claim it back if you're one of those people that are feeling less conf- less confident at the moment it's yours to own you can do the work and build it up slowly but surely self confidence was one of the many gifts that table conversation gave to me so i want to pass it back to you if you're experiencing a time in your life where you're feeling low self confidence then this is the gift back to you remember it's yours already 
Well, that's it. I'm calling time on this birthday party. Thank you for coming back week in, week out. And thank you for sharing the table with me. If you feel like sharing some birthday love, then please share this episode or any of the others, in fact, with someone you know who you think would enjoy the party, especially if you know someone who's suffering with low confidence or low self-esteem at the moment. You can keep in touch with me. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok, all at I am Craig Story. Maybe I'll get a pigeon one day and just put an I am Craig Story label on that too. Thank you for listening. Now, surely you don't want to miss the next episode. If you really don't want to miss it, then click that little follow button wherever you're listening. Until that next time, goodbye. It's your birthday, happy birthday, it's your birthday, happy birthday.